نعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار مرحبا بكم جميعا اهلا وسهلا Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah Azza wa Jal for allowing us to gather again. And it's good to see you brothers again. Barakallah feekum for your efforts in that which you have put forward in bringing the people together upon that which is correct, connecting the people to the Mashaykh of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Barakallahu feekum Because we have to thank the people And in thanking the people This is thanking Allah Azza wa Jal As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He stated We thank the brothers again For these programs And for inviting the guests down And encouraging the people to come out For this is a tremendous affair As the Prophet sallallahu mentioned Adal al-khayr kafa'ilihi That the one who directs people towards doing good Is similar to the one who has done the good So we want to be people who are benefit Not only benefiting ourselves But benefiting others And benefiting the Muslims Benefiting the families Benefiting the individuals So this is the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the spreading of the knowledge, and teaching the people, educating the people, giving them access to the mashaykh, and other than that, this is from what will benefit us in our graves. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, إِذَا مَاتَ إِبْنُ آدَمْ إِنْ قَطَعَ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثٍ صدقة جارية أو علم ينتفع به 
او ولد صالح يدعو له او كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم that when the child of Adam dies, his actions are cut off except from three matters. A continuous charity, knowledge that is benefited from, and this is the shahid. And a righteous child that makes dua. So these are the things that we should be striving to do. Establishing continuous charity, teaching the people the beneficial knowledge, and raising our children upon righteousness. So that when we are in our graves, by the permission of Allah, our good deeds will be continuing after our deaths. Because without a doubt, every last one of us, we're going to meet the death. As Allah mentions, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ Every soul shall taste death. ثُمَّ إِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ And then to us is your return. That which we are covering in the seminar, the Shah Sunnah of Al-Imam Al-Barbahari, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, is a tremendous book. It was a tremendous effort put forth by the noble Imam. May Allah Azawajal have mercy upon him. And the benefit of his efforts has reached us. Hundreds and hundreds of years later, we are benefiting from the works of Al-Imam al-Barbahari. Alhamdulillah. And we see that the scholars of Al-Islam, past and present, they exert themselves in clarifying the religion for the Ummah. Especially in the times of fitna. We want to start by reading some principles. From Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala. Qala rahimahullah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bayyana jami' al-deen usulihi wa furu'ihi, batinihi wa zahirihi, ilmihi wa amalihi. Fa'inna hadha al-asl huwa aslu usul al-ilm wa al-iman. وكل من كان أعظم اعتصاما بهذا الأس كان أولى بالحق علما وعملا شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله تعالى يسيد The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم He has clarified the entire religion Its foundations and its branches Its inward affairs and its outward affairs its knowledge as well as its practice. <coughs> For indeed, this foundation is the foundation of the foundations of the knowledge and of the faith. And the more that the individual, or the greater the individual holds on to this foundation, then this individual is more so upon the truth in relation to knowledge and action. This principle from Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala establishes for us that our religion is complete and perfect. And that whatever we are in need of, then this matter has been explained in the religion. So we find the ulama, past and present, 
they mentioned to us these affairs. The Messenger Muhammad sallallahu explained. For the ulama, they are the inheritors of the prophets. They carry the religion after the death of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu from the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the Atba' Tabi'een. Sheikh Islam, he goes on to state, وَلَوْ كَانَ النَّاسِ مُحْتَاجِينَ فِي أُصُولِ دِينِهِمْ إِلَى مَا لَمْ يُبَيِّنْهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ لَمْ يَقُلِ اللَّهُ قَدْ أَكْمَلَ لِأُمَّةِ دِينَهُمْ وَلَا أَتَمَّ عَلَيْهِمْ نِعْمَتَهُ فَنَحْنُ نَعْنَمْ أَنَّ كُلَّ حَقٍ يَحْتَاجُ النَّاسِ إِلَيْهِ فِي أُصُولِ دِينِهِمْ لَبُدْ أَنْ يَكُونَ مِمَّا بَيَّنَهُ الرَّسُولُ Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, he mentions if the people were in need regarding the foundations of their religion if they were in need in that, of that which Allah or his messenger did not clarify then Allah would not have completed for this ummah their religion nor would he have completed his favor upon them meaning that if it is a fact that that which is not in the Quran and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Sahaba if we do not find that which is sufficient for us and we are in need of other than the Quran and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Sahaba then that means that Allah didn't complete the religion for us and that means that Allah did not perfect the religion and complete His favor upon us. If we are truly in need of something other than the Kitab and something other than the Sunnah, something other than the understanding of the Sahaba. But the fact of the matter is that we are not in need of anything besides the Kitab and the Sunnah with the Fahim of the Sahaba. So when we look at the books of the ulama, and Shah Sunnah is from those books. We see them in their writings connecting the people to the book of Allah, the Sunnah of the Messenger Muhammad with the understanding of the Sahaba because this is all that the Muslims are in need of in relation to the affairs of their deen. The Shaykh goes on to mention it cannot. فروع الدين لا تكون إلا بأصوله فكيف يجوز أن يترك الرسول أصول الدين التي لا يتم الإيمان إلا بها لا يبينها للناس So being that the branches of the religion cannot be established except by way of the foundations of the religion how can it be permissible for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to abandon the foundations of the religion which the person's Iman is not complete except with it and he doesn't clarify it to the people. This is important because when we look at the groups of deviants these individuals have opposed fundamental principles as if the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't clarify these things. How is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam going to teach the people how to go to the bathroom but he doesn't teach them 
What's the meaning of Iman? How is the Prophet ﷺ going to teach the people how to eat with the right hand, don't eat with the left? But he's not going to teach the people in relation to Allah Azawajal. And how we are supposed to believe in Allah Azawajal. But yet he's going to teach the people how to go to the bathroom. He's going to teach the people how to eat properly. He's going to teach the people how to honor your neighbor. And to be quiet if you don't have anything good to say. And all of these other affairs connected to good manners. But he doesn't teach the people the, funda- the foundations of how to believe correctly. This is impossible. This is impossible. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he stated, وَمِنْ هُنَا يُعْرَفْ دُولَالُ مَنْ اِبْتَدَعَ تَرِيقًا أَوْ اِعْتِقَادًا زَعَمَ أَنَّ الْإِيمَانَ لَا يُتَمْ إِلَّا بِهِ مَعَ الْعِلْمِ أَنَّ الرَّسُولَ لَمْ يَذْكُرُ So from here, the misguidance of those who bring about a new path or a new creed in the religion claiming that a person's faith will not be complete except with this new matter along with the knowledge that the Messenger وسلم, didn't mention this affair. And this is the way of the people of innovation. They bring about these newly invented affairs in the religion and they say that this is from the deen. This is the correct understanding. And if you're not doing this, then you are upon misguidance. But we do not find where the Messenger mentioned these affairs that the people of innovation are upon. We don't find it. The Shaykh Ta'ala, he states, this is another important principle. From the speech of Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala In relation to what is As-Sirat al-Mustaqeem What is the straight path And it's a must that We all know what the straight path is this is something that at least 17 times a day we ask Allah Azawajal to guide us to. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he stated, فَإِنَّ الصِّرَاقُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ أَنْ يَفْعَلَ الْعَبْدُ فِي كُلِّ وَقْتٍ مَا أُمِرَ بِهِ فِي ذَلِكَ الْوَقْتِ مِنْ عِلْمٍ وَعَمَنٍ وَلَا يَفْعَلْ مَا نُهِيَ عَنِ The Shaykh Hafid, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he states, that indeed the straight path is that the servant he does in every time that which he is commanded with for that time or in that time. From the aspect or from the angle of knowledge and actions. And he does not embark upon that which he has been prohibited from. وَهَذَا يَحْتَاجْ فِي كُلِّ وَقْتٍ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يَعْلَمْ وَيَعْمَلْ مَا أُمِرَ بِهِ فِي ذَلِكَ الْوَقْتِ وَمَا نُهِيَ عَنْهِ so, this individual is in need in every time that he knows and he does that which he is commanded with for that time. And that he knows what he is prohibited from. وَإِلَىٰ أَنْ يَحْصُلْ لَهُ إِرَارَةٌ جَازِمَةٌ لِفِعْلِ مَأْمُورٍ 
وَكِرَاهَةٌ جَازِمَةٌ لِتَرْكِ الْمَحْذُورِ فَهَذَا الْعِلْمَ الْمُفَصَّلِ وَالْإِرَادَةُ الْمُفَصَّلَةِ لَا يُتَصَوَّرُ أَنْ تَحْصُلَ الْعَبْدُ فِي وَقْتٍ وَاحِدٍ بَلْ كُلُّ وَقْتٍ يَحْتَاجُ إِلَى أَنْ يَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ مِنَ الْعُلُومِ وَالْإِرَادَاتِ مَا يَهْتَدِي بِهِ فِي ذَلِكَ الصِّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala. He mentions that the individual is in need of having firm resolve to do that which he has commanded, that which he has been commanded with. And he has to have the firm dislike and hatred in relation to leaving off the prohibitions. And this is the detailed knowledge and the detailed intentions. It is not conceivable that these matters will take place for the servant all at once. Rather, in every time the individual is in need of Allah placing in his heart from the knowledge and the correct intentions that the servant can be guided with to the straight path. These are important affairs being mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. The Shaykh, says, فَالْعَبْ مُحْتَاجْ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يُعَلِّمَهُ رَبُّهُ مَا يَفْعَلُهُ مِنْ تَفَاسِيلِ أَحْوَالِهِ وَإِلَىٰ مَا يَتَوَلَّدْ مِنْ تَفَاسِيلِ الْأُمُورِ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمِ He says that the servant is in need that his Lord teaches him what is he to do from the specific situations in his life. This is very important. Why am I mentioning this? When you look at Sharh al-Sunnah of Imam al-Babahari, when the innovation started to appear, Imam al-Babahari rahimahullah and other than him, from the scholars who preceded him like Imam Ahmed and others, they clarified the deen in details. Because the people were not just a need to hear we have to follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah and then that's it. Okay. That's a slogan that you find the majority of the Muslims saying. If not all of them. We have to follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Okay. But what are the details of that affair? See, individuals like to straddle along the fence and just mention detailed matters because they don't want to rock the boat, for lack of better words. So they don't go into details that the people are in need of to be upon clarity to be safe from the fitting. But not Imam al-Babahari rahimahullah ta'ala. He went into details. Explaining the aqidah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Refuting the people of innovation. Clarifying the difference between the Sunnah and Bid'ah and other than that. And what is the path that we have been commanded to, to traverse upon. This is what the servant is in need of. Because his situation calls for that. He's in need of that specific knowledge, those details. Not general affairs. Because that's not going to protect him. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, in the fitna of the creation of the Quran, the people were in need of the specific details. They weren't in need of general talk. So Allah Azza wa Jal favored and blessed Imam Ahmad rahimahullah to be from amongst those ulama who stood firm 
and clarify the truth for the people. In the writings of Al-Imam al-Barbahari ta'ala along those lines, clarifying the detailed truth for the people. This is our methodology. When speaking in general is of a benefit, well, I we speak in general. But when the people are in need of the detailed information, it's a sin for those who have the knowledge and have the ability to teach to hold back and not clarify the affairs for the people. And then you have the individuals who have a hatred for those scholars who clarify the matters in detail. And they start to label these scholars with slanderous labels. These scholars are individuals who are causing separation in the Ummah. All of these scholars do is talk about people and criticize people and the likes. And they attack the students of the ulama who follow those scholars in bringing about clarification. All oh, these individuals are mushawishun, these fatan and this and subhanAllah bihamdi. Shaykh Muhammad al-Anjari, Hafizahullah ta'ala, he mentioned, don't get upset at the people who bring clarification and bring details for the people just because you yourself are weak and don't have the ability to do so. Don't, don't criticize the people. Tell you, people are upon different levels. Not everybody has the, the strength or the knowledge or even the courage to bring forth the clarification when needed. But don't criticize those scholars. Don't attack those scholars who do. Make dua for them. Ask Allah to give them tawfiq in that which they have clarified. And make them firm and strong. And praise Allah that somebody carried out the obligation so now it's removed from your neck. Because if no one clarifies... When there's a need for clarity, everyone who has the ability to clarify are sinful. Al-Imam al-Barbahari rahimahullah ta'ala in his works, he fulfilled his obligation. May Allah azawajal have mercy upon Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah He mentioned that the servant is in need of his Lord to teach him what to do in his detailed situations. And that Allah inspires him to implement that knowledge. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَقْفِي مَجَرِّدُ عِلْمِهِ إِن لَمْ يَجْعَلْهُ اللَّهِ مُرِيدًا لِلْعَمَلْ بِعِلْمِهِ وَإِلَّا كَانَ الْعِلْمُ حُجَّةً عَلَيْهِ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ مُهْتَدِيًا وَالْعَبْدُ مُحْتَاجٌ إلَى أَنْ يَجْعَلَهُ اللَّهُ قَادِرًا عَلَى الْعَمَلِ بِتِلْكَ الْإِرَادَةِ الصَّالِحَةِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَكُنْ مُهْتَدِيًا إلَى الصِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطِ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ إلا بهذه العلوم والإرادات 
Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala He said it's not sufficient that the individual just has knowledge If Allah azawajal doesn't make this individual one who wants to implement his knowledge For if this is the case or if it's not the case that the individual wants to implement the knowledge Then the knowledge will be a proof against him and he will not be one who is guided for the servant is in need that Allah Azawajal makes him one who is capable to carry out the action with this righteous intention. So the individual will not be one who is guided to the straight path. The path of those whom Allah has put his favor upon, who bestowed his favor upon from the prophets and the truthful and the martyrs and the righteous, except with these matters of knowledge, the righteous intentions, and capability. Again, the individual will not be guided to the straight path, the path of those whom Allah has bestowed His favor upon, from the prophets, and the truthful, and the martyrs, and the righteous except with these matters of knowledge or these aspects of knowledge and the righteous intentions and then with capability. This establishes the need of the abd, the need that the servant has for Allah Azawajal for these matters that have been mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala. The study of the books of Aqidah is traversing upon the path to the paradise of Allah Azawajal. For the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned, Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi al-ilm sahalallahu lahu tariqan ila al-jannah. That whoever traverses the path by which he seeks knowledge then Allah will make the path, the paradise easy for him. The aqidah of Islam, al-aqidah al-sahiha, it is from this knowledge. Rather, this is the greatest of the knowledge of Islam. The knowledge of the correct aqidah. Stop playing. Don't play in class. Okay? Hayakumullah. Don't get scared. I'm not trying to escape. Just don't play in class. Yeah, they have manners in class. If Allah ever bless you, brothers, to go and sit with the scholars, you can't be playing sitting in front of the scholars. You have to pay attention. I'm not a scholar. I'm not saying I'm a scholar. So if Allah bless you to go sit with the scholars, you have to have the mannerisms of the of the gathering so that you can benefit from them. Okay. All right. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that those who traverse upon the path by which they seek the knowledge, then Allah will make their path to the paradise easy. So the knowledge of the aqidah is the greatest of the knowledge. This is the knowledge that Allah azza wa has encouraged us 
to attain in his book. And this is the knowledge that the Messenger has encouraged us to attain in his sunnah. Rather, we are commanded with learning the correct aqidah. The Nawu Shaykh, one of the A'imma of Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah in our time, as Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen rahimahullah, he said, Al-ilm al-shari'i huwa al-ladhi yakun fihi al-thana' wa yakun al-hamd li-fa'ilihi. He says that the legislated knowledge, this is the knowledge that is praised. This is the knowledge that is mentioned in a good manner for the one who attains it. وَلَكِنِّي مَعَ ذَلَكْ لَا أَنْ يَكُونَ لِلْعُلُومِ الْأُخْرَى فَائِدًا along, along with that, I don't deny that there is a benefit in the other sciences, meaning like the worldly knowledge. Sheikh is not denying that there is a benefit in studying the worldly knowledge. However, this knowledge is a benefit when, as the Sheikh mentioned, in a'anat ala ta'atillah wa ala nasridinillah wan tafa'a biha ibadullah fayakun thalika khayrun khayrun wa maslaha. The Sheikh says that the worldly knowledge it will be a benefit when it aids the person upon being obedient to Allah. And it aids or it benefits the person in supporting the religion of Allah and the servants of Allah, they benefit from this knowledge. That in itself will be good and a benefit and rectification. Allah Azawajal, He blames the people who only focus on the knowledge of the dunya, but they turn away from the knowledge of the hereafter. As Allah mentions, يَعْلَمُونَ الظَّاهِرَ مِنَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ عَنِ الْآخِرَةِ هُمْ غَافِلُونَ That they only know the apparent knowledge of the worldly affairs, but when it comes to the matters of the hereafter, they are heedless. They're heedless. That's Surah Al-Rum, verse number 7. These individuals, their focus is on the dunya. Aqidah is not important. The knowledge of how to worship Allah is not important. Rather, that which is important to them, how to make money fast. So you'll find that these individuals, they purchase books, how to be rich in 30 days and how to win friends and influence people and the likes. They'll spend 40 and 50 dollars for these books. Books that deal with how to become financially stable, how to empower oneself and the laws of this and that, all of these worldly affairs. But they won't spend $50 to get the two volumes of Shah Sunnah of Barbahari with the explanation of Sheikh Sali Fawzan, which is the, that it contains the, the ilm of the hereafter. They won't do it. Oh, this is too much. 
But you paid for that Dale Carnegie book. You didn't, you didn't question Barnes and Nobles when they told you what the price is. You just paid it. Along with the deviance that's in that book. How to win friends and influence people. And people say that this book is like a, a foundation that we can base or analyze the life of the Sahaba and the Messenger of Allah. Salahari was set up Come on, man. Get serious. Get serious. Allah. It's a shame. People won't spend for their hereafter. They won't spend the money for the books of the Aqidah. For them to learn and to teach their families from. But they'll spend the money on that which is from the worldly affairs. Do not be like these individuals whom Allah has blamed. In this verse, only knowing the affairs of the dunya. The affairs of this worldly life. When it comes to the matters of the hereafter and the aqidah, this is from it. Having the correct aqidah is going to put us in the paradise. ta'ala. Don't be like these individuals. Their hearts and their desires and their wants. All for the life of this world. But as for the paradise, there's no real desire for it. The desire for the paradise is weak. Although they say with their mouths they want to go to the paradise. But their actions are not displaying that. Shaykh al-Islam Taymi, he said that's da'ful irada. The weakness of a person's desire for the paradise. A person truly desires the paradise, you're going to embark upon that path. Just like an individual when he wants something from the worldly affairs, he exerts himself. Takes the asbab, the means to attain that which he wants from the worldly affairs, whatever it may be. If you want the paradise, then you will strive harder. And that should be shown and seen in our study of the Aqidah. So the legislative knowledge. It's the knowledge of the Aqidah and the knowledge of the Fiqh that's found in the Kitab and the Sunnah. These matters have to be studied. And this works of Imam Al-Barbahari Rahimahullah is one of the greatest of the works regarding Al-Aqidah Al-Sahiha. And I encourage the brothers, the brothers who speak Arabic, Read and understand the Arabic language. If you don't have the explanation of Sheikh Salih Fawzan, you should get it. And likewise, the explanation of Sheikh Rabi' Hafizahullah. And likewise, the, Sheikh, the, the explanation of Sheikh Ahmed al-Najmi. Rahimahullah. And then you have the recordings. That are online from the different mashaykh of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, from them Sheikh Salih Suhaimi, Hafizahullah, other than him, Sheikh Ubayn al Jabri has an explanation, is recorded. The individual should embark upon the studying of this book with the different explanations of the ulama. And for the English speaker, then that which I know of, that's in the English language. Is the explanation of Sheikh Salih Fawzan. 
Hafidhullah Ta'ala. And I believe at one point, uh, some of the brothers, they were translating some of Shaykh Ahmed al-Najmi's explanation, but like point by point, I don't believe it was completed. This is as far as I can recall. Wallahu a'lam. So the seeking of the knowledge of the aqidah is the greatest of the affairs, ikhwan. But you have individuals who want to instill within the people, don't study the aqidah. Don't study the tawheed of Allah. Don't study the aqidah of the salaf. Because they say, as mentioned by the brother, Hafidhullah, Abu Abdul Salam, that these individuals, they say, that the study of the Tawheed caused separation. There's some truth in this statement, Wallah. You know the separation that it causes? The separation between truth and falsehood. The separation between Iman and Kufr. The separation between the Sunnah and Bid'ah. This is a praiseworthy separation. Studying the correct Aqeel and the Tawheed of Allah and the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu yes, it causes separation. Because now once you have attained this beneficial knowledge, you know better and when you implement it, it causes you to keep away from that path of destruction. There's no blame in that. There's no blame in that. Rather, the blameworthy separation is the separation that is caused by innovation. The celebrating of the Prophet's birthday causes separation. Separation between those who celebrate it and those who say that it is not permissible to celebrate it. Because the Prophet himself, his Sahaba, they never celebrated his birthday. And rather, this is a matter that has been introduced into the religion by the Fatimiyah. The ways of the Ikhwanis. This causes separation. When they call the people to make khuruj and rebel against the Muslim rulers following the methodology of the Khawarij, this causes separation between them and those who say that we have to adhere to the Sunnah in relation to the Muslim rulers. And other than that, so these individuals who call the people to, to abstain from learning the correct aqidah, these individuals are the ones who are causing blameworthy separation in the religion. Shaykh ibn Baz rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated, Harakatul ikhwan al-Muslimin yantaqiduha khawasu ahl ilm لِأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ عِنْدُهُمْ نِشَاطْ فِي الدَّعْوَةِ إِلَى تَوْحِيدِ اللَّهِ وَإِنْكَارِ الشِّرْكِ وَإِنْكَارِ الْبِدْعَ لَهُمْ أَسَالِيبُ خَاصَةِ يَنْقُصُهَا عَدْمُ النِّشَاطْ فِي الدَّعْوَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَدْمُ التَّوْجِيحِ إِلَى الْعَقِيدَةِ الصَّحِيحَةِ الَّتِي عَلَيْهَا أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَعَةِ فَيَنْبَغِي لِلْإِخْوَانِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ أَنْ تَكُونَ عِنْدَهُمْ عِنَايَةٌ بِالدَّعْوَةِ السَّلَفِيَّةِ الدَّعْوَةُ إِلَى تَوْحِيدِ اللَّهِ وَإِنْكَارُ عِبَادَةِ الْقُبُورِ وَالتَّعَلُّقُ بِالْأَمْوَاتِ وَالِاسْتِغَاثَةِ بِأَهْلِ الْقُبُورِ The noble Sheikh, the Imam Ibn Baz, 
He said the movement of the Muslim Brotherhood, that the elite from the, amongst the scholars have criticized this movement. Because this movement, they don't have any zeal in calling to the Tawheed of Allah, in reprimanding the practices of shirk, in reprimanding the practices of innovation. And they have these methodologies that they use. And these methodologies that they use, it causes them not to have the zeal in calling to Allah And it causes them not to direct the people towards the correct aqidah which Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah upon. So therefore it's befitting for the Muslim Brotherhood movement that they have to have a great concern for the Da'wah of Salafiyyah. And they have to have a great concern for calling to the Tawheed of Allah and reprimanding the worship of the graves and people being connected to the dead and seeking relief from the people or the inhabitants of the grave. Then you have the likes of the Tablighis. Sheikh Salih Fawzani said, Ana shahidtu, shahidtu. بِنَفْسِ زُهْدَ جَمَاعَةِ التَّبْلِيمِ فِي أَقِيدَةِ التَّوْحِيدِ He says, I myself, or I have personally witnessed the Jama'at al-Tabliq abstaining from the Aqeedah of Tawheed. وَنُفُورَهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِهَا And them running away from mentioning it. وَذَلِكَ إِنَّمَا أَلْقَيْتُ مُحَاضَرَةِ فِي التَّوْحِيدِ فِي بَعْدِ مَسَاجِرِ الرِّيَاضِ وَكَانُوا أَيْ جِمَاتُ التَّبْلِيقِ مُجْتَمِعِينَ فَخَرَجُوا مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ He said, And that was when I have gave a lecture regarding Tawheed in some of the Masajir al-Riyadh. And the Tabliqis, they were gathered together in the Masjid. فَخَرَجُوا مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ They left the masjid. وَمِثْلِي وَبَعْضُ الْمَشَيْقِ أَلْقُوا فِي الْمَسْجِدِ نَفْسِهِ مَحَاضَرَ عَنِ التَّوْعِيدِ فَخَرَجُوا مِنْهُ عِنْدَ ذَلِكِ And the likes of me and others or some of the mashaykh we have given lectures in the same masjid about the tawheed of Allah. But when they heard the tawheed of Allah they left the masjid. وَكَانُوا نَازِلِينَ فِيهِ and this is the same masjid that they came to stay in. We know from the, the characteristics of the tabliq, they come to a masjid, they camp out in the masjid, and they start to make the jola around, calling the people to come to where? To the masjid. To hear the what? To hear the bayan. Here it is, Sheikh Saudi Fawzan is in the masjid, giving the greatest bayan that can be given, the bayan of the tawheed of Allah. What they do? They leave. Allah the Shaykh he says, وَكَانُوا نَازِلِينَ فِيهِ فَإِذَا سَمِعُوا الدَّعْوَةَ إِلَى التَّوْعِيدِ خَرَجُوا مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ مَا عَنَّهُمْ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْإِجْتِمَاعِ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ لكن, لم لكن لما سمعوا الدعوة إلى التوحيد خرجوا من المسجد. Shaykh Salih Fawzani said, these individuals, they came to stay in the masjid. But when they heard the call to the tawheed, they left the masjid. 
Although they're the same ones who called the people to gathering in the masjid. However, when they heard the call to the Tawheed, they left the masjid. Allah Mustaan. You see the importance of studying the books of Aqidah from the scholars of the past and present because they give us the correct tarbiyah. The people of the Sunnah, they hear something about the Tawheed of Allah, they have the time they're going to sit and listen. As Allah mentions, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ and remind, for every to remind the benefits the believer. We can never get enough of the Tawheed of Allah Azza wa We can never get enough of studying the correct Aqidah. Never. Because this reminder, this constant reminder is a constant benefit for us. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu never stopped reminding the people. Khalas, Mecca is conquered. Alhamdulillah. We have Medina now. We can just lay back, no more calling to Tawheed. No, the Prophet Sallallahu on his deathbed. لَعَنَتُ اللَّهِ On his deathbed. May the curse of Allah be upon the Jews and the Christians. They took the graves of their prophets as places of worship. To the likes of the Tablighis and the Ikhwanis, those who deter the people from the study of the Aqidah and the correct Aqidah, these individuals are deviants. The noble scholar of Hadith, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al Abad, Hafidhullah, he stated, Jama'at al Tabliq indahum umur munkara, wal muassisun hum min ahl al bid'ah, wa min ahl al turq al sufiyah, wa min al munharifin. فَالْعَقِيدَةِ فَهِيَ بِدَعَةٌ مُحْدَثًا Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Hafidhullah Ta'ala He stated that the Tablighis They have evil affairs with them And the founders of this group They are from the people of innovation And they are from the people Who follow the Sufi paths And they are from the deviants Those who have deviated in the affair of the Aqidah And it is an innovative matter in the religion Meaning that was the Tablighis are upon. And now you have another group. They have a concern for the teaching of the Tawheed. But they don't have no concern for the teaching of the affairs of Manhaj. Allah Akbar. They thought they was going to get away. No, you can't get away. Because the scholars address you. Well, I don't know how to address these people. They address those who are deviant, clearly upon the correct, upon the incorrect Aqidah, oppose the correct Aqidah, turn the people away from the correct Aqidah, and they also address those people. They have a concern for the Tawheed, but when it comes to the affairs of Minhaj and teaching the people, the groups, and warning against the people, they don't have no concern for this. This is a part of the deen. Imam al-Barbahari rahimahullah ta'ala He fulfilled his obligation He didn't hold back He warned against the Khawarij He warned against the Rafida He warned against the Nawasif People who have the hatred 
for the founding of the Prophet ﷺ. He warned against these groups. He brought details. He didn't just say, I, I warn against innovation in general. The Prophet ﷺ himself named groups before they even appeared. So who's better? Your methodology or the methodology of the Prophet ﷺ? Who's wiser, you or the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu Some people, Allah, they think that their way is the, is the wisest way and the best way. But when you compare their way to the way of the Prophet sallallahu there's a great difference. So you have those individuals. They do have a concern for the Tawheed of Allah, learning it, they teach it. But they don't have the concern for the study of the affairs of Minhaj. And knowing the groups and the different sects. They don't have a concern for knowing these detailed affairs. So now we hear individuals in these latter times saying that a man is Salafi in his Aqidah but he's Ikhwani in his Manhaj. This is a result of that. person saying, his Aqidah is Salafi. But his manhaj is ikhwani. Or, he's Sufi in his tarbiyah. <laughs> in his ways of cultivation, he follows the ways of tasawwuf. Or, he's takfiri in his ideology. Or, he's an intellectual in how he makes istanbat of the texts, how he extracts rulings. So because of this, this watering down of the religion and the principles, we have many groups now that are claiming that they are groups of the Sunnah. Shaykh Uthaymeen rahimahullah ta'ala, he stated, or he was, now when he was questioned, لَمَّا سُئِلَ هَلْ كَانَ السَّرَفَ الصَّالِحِ يُفَرِّقُونَ بَيْنَ الْعَقِيدَةِ وَمَنْهَجِ الدَّعْوَةِ did the righteous predecessors distinguish between the Aqidah and the methodology of Da'wah? Call it Shaykh or Rahimahullah Ta'ala Al-Manhaj and Wallahi this is important and it's good that it's mentioned here that this is from Shaykh Uthaymeen because I have individuals who say this is not from the methodology of Shaykh Uthaymeen Wallah People like to say, this is not from the methodology of Sheikh bin Baz. This is not from the methodology of Sheikh Uthaymeen. These individuals have fallen short in studying the works of Al-Imam bin Baz and Imam al-Uthaymeen. Because when you look at their works, they have refuted people and clarified the falsehood of the people of falsehood. And even directed the people to those who you should go to. Like Shaykh Uthaymeen did, Rahimahullah, when he was questioned about Sayyid Qutb. He directed the people to Shaykh Rabia. And that was Shaykh Rabia has put forward a refutation against Sayyid Qutb. Shaykh Uthaymeen, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he mentioned Al-Manhaj, Barakallahu Feek, Mabniyun Ala Al-Aqidah. فَمَنْ كَانَ الْعَقِيدَتُهُ سَلِيمَةً فَسَيَكُونَ مَنْهَجُهُ سَلِيمًا بِلَا شَكٍ لِأَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَمَّا ذَكَرَ افْتِرَاقَ الْعُمَّةِ 
على ثلاث وسبعين فرقة كلها في النار إلا واحدة قالوا من هي يا رسول الله قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه اليوم وأصحابي فقوله على مثل ما أنا عليه وأصحابي يعني في العقيدة والمنهج والعمل وكل شيء لا يمكن أن يختلف هذا وهذا فمثلا الإخوانية وتبليغيون فمثلا الإخوانيون وتبليغيون وإصلاحيون وغيرهم إذا كان منهجهم لا يخالف الشريعة فلا بت به وإذا كان يخالف الشريعة فإنه لا بد أن يصدر عن عقيدة لأن كل عمل له نية فإذا اتخذ إنسان منهجا مخالفا لمنهج الرسول عليه الصلاة والسلام وخلفائه الراشدين فمعناه أن عقيدته غير سليمة وإلا متى سلمت العقيدة وإلا متى سلمت العقيدة سلم المنهج انتهى شيخ محمد بن صالح وثيمين رحمه الله تعالى He stated, may Allah bless you. The manhaj is based upon the aqeedah. So whoever's aqeedah is sound, then his manhaj is sound without a doubt. And that is because the Prophet ﷺ, when he mentioned the separation of the ummah into 33 sects, every group was sect in the hellfire except for one. The Sahaba said, who are they, O Messenger of Allah? And he said, those who are upon with me and my companions are upon. So his statement, the likes of what me and my companions are upon, meaning in the affairs of Aqidah and the Minhaj, and in the actions or the practical application and in everything. It is not possible for these matters to separate and be different from one another. So as an example, the Ikhwanis and the Tabligis and those who say that they are bringing about rectification other than them, if their methodology does not oppose the Sharia, then no harm. However, when their methodology is in opposition to the Sharia, then it is a must that this come, has come as a result of their Aqidah. Meaning their opposition in the Minhaj has come as a result of there being a deficiency in errors in their Aqidah. Because every action has an intention. So when the person has taken for himself a methodology that opposes the methodology of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the rightly guided khulafa, the meaning of that is that the person's aqidah is not sound. And if this is not the case, whenever the person's aqidah is sound, then his manhaj is sound. Qala Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah لا يفترقان ولا يمكن أن يكون الرجل سلفيا إخوانيا ولكن يكون سلفيا في بعض في في بعض إخوانيا في بعض أو إخوانيا في بعض سلفيا في بعض أما أن يكون سلفيا على ما كان عليه الرسول فهذا أمر مستحيل فهذا أمر مستحيل شكر الباري رحمه الله تعالى يستيرد these two matters do not separate Meaning Aqeed and Manhaj can separate them, they're connected. Although the scholars, they say they have different meanings, but they're connected to one another. It's not possible that a man can be one who is truly upon Salafiyah and then an Ikhwani at the same time. It's not possible. 
However, you find maybe the person is upon Salafia in some affairs, and then he's upon Ikhwani in some affairs. Or he's upon Ikhwani in some affairs, and upon Salafia in some affairs. But as for the individual being upon Salafia correctly, truthfully, in the manner that the Messenger was upon, and at the same time he's upon Ikhwaniya, this matter is, is mustahil, is impossible. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he never was upon innovation. The Prophet ﷺ was never upon following the ways that are in opposition to the Kitab and the Sunnah. Whatever Allah commanded him with, we find that the Prophet ﷺ implemented it. We don't find that the Prophet ﷺ was in opposition. Allah commanded him to begin with Tawheed and the Dawah. You don't find a messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, no, let me tell my people to stop drinking first. Allah commanded him to call to La ilaha illallah, first and foremost. That's what he started with. And the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu ajma'in, likewise. When the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sent Mu'ad to Yemen, he said that the first thing that you call him to be La ilaha illallah, Mu'ad said, oh, messenger of Allah, but what about the social ills? Shouldn't I address that first? And we know the Jews, they're dealing with riba. Shouldn't I deal with that issue first? Tell them to purify their money first. We don't find this from Mu'ad. Rather, Mu'ad ibn Jabal took the commandment of the Messenger Sallallahu and went forward it. Following the example of the Prophet Sallallahu when he received the commandment from Allah. Ya ayyuhal muddathir, kum fa'andir, wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka fa'tahir. Oh, you wrapped up in garments. Arise and warn. Warn against what? Warn against the shirk billah. And magnify the praises of your Lord. This is la ilaha illallah right here. Warning against shirk and magnifying the praises of Allah. That's la ilaha illallah. And purify your garment. So we find as a result of the people... Not having a great concern for the affairs of the manhaj. They have slogans like, Nata'awanu ala maktafakna alay wa na'adhur ba'duna ba'd fi maktalafna fi. That we're going to work together on what we differ on, or what we agree upon, excuse me, and we're going to pardon one another in those matters that we differ on. Or you, follow, you find the people saying, Nusahih. We rectify. We bring about correction, but we don't criticize. Or you find the people saying, we need a new methodology that's going to be a vast methodology that's going to include all of the Muslims. What is meant by that is abandoning the way of Al-Sunnah So you'll find individuals that say, don't buy that book, Explanation of the Sunnah, with the explanation of Sheikh Salih Fawzan. Why don't you go get the other book, Purification of the Heart? Why don't you go get the other book, The Virtues of Fasting? Better yet, Fadal Amal. Because everything that you need is in there. 
They don't want you studying no aqidah no minhaj. Why? Because they're going to become exposed. Well, I, the more and more I read from uh, Sheikh Saudi Fawzan's explanation, subhanAllah, bihamdi, it's like just new windows and doors are opening up and yeah, your, your eyes are becoming, or your insight is becoming more clearer, things are becoming more clearer. And this is the benefit, alhamdulillah, of taking from the ulama. Wallahi ikhwan, and I'm going to start with this point. I encourage you brothers to always stick with the ulama of al-sunnah wa jama'ah, especially in the times of fitna. Stick with the scholars, ikhwan. Do not, and I repeat, do not, and I repeat, do not, do not, Raise the students of knowledge over the level of the scholars. Don't do that. Don't harm your brothers. And this is, a, this is unfortunately becoming a trend with some people. They raise students over the level of the scholars. Well, why this is harm. The students themselves have to return back to the ulama. And if you find students of knowledge are taking matters into their own hands and not returning back to the ulama, then that shows there's a deficiency within them. Stick to the scholars. Especially those scholars who have proven that they are the ones who have that detailed knowledge when it comes to the fitna. Wallahi, it was a benefit I heard from Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi. Rahimahullah ta'ala. And he was stating that in times of fitna, you don't go to every scholar. And the way it sounds, you say, well, why not? Oh, see, here he is, here he goes, trying to make us blind, follow one particular scholar, only go to one particular scholar. Look what he said, Hafidullah. He said, for the methodology of Ahl Sunnah of the past, that when these affairs of fitna would come, they would go to specific scholars who were well versed in the fitna. He said, look what happened during the time of the creation of the Qur'an. The statement was being spread amongst the people. The fuqaha, the fuqaha of the sunnah. He said, these individuals are individuals who are firmly grounded in knowledge. They give fatawa. People come to them, they're teaching in the likes. These individuals went to Imam Ahmed. And they wanted to rebel against the rule, saying that he's not entitled to a sam'a ta'a. And Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala told him, no, this is not correct. The ruler is entitled to sam'a ta'a, hearing and obeying. He said, look at this. Scholars went to a specific scholar because him being the one who was versed in that affair and had the knowledge of that affair. No one said, oh, they're blind following Imam Ahmed. If a person wants to return back to the likes of Sheikh Salih Fawzan or Sheikh Rabi'ah or Sheikh Rabi'ah and others than them from amongst the scholars of the Sunnah wa Jama'ah because these are scholars who are known that when these fitness come about, they speak out with detailed information, detailed refutation. So a person, especially a layman, he's comfortable, he goes to that scholar, he trusts that scholar, 
And he takes him, how are you going to blame that individual? Say, oh, you are blind follower of Sheikh Rabir. Oh, you are blind follower of Sheikh Obeid. No, you're the real blind follower. Because you're just blind following what somebody else said regarding people being blind followers of Sheikh Rabir and Sheikh Obeid and other than them from the Mashiach. Or you're blind following what Sheikh Saudi Fozan. No, this is a methodology that we have learned from the people of the past. Fukaha. This is a strong term used for those scholars of the past. They went to Imam Ahmed. Because of what they knew of him and his firmness and his detailed knowledge of these affairs of the Sunnah. Don't blame the people for going to specific scholars, especially in times of fitna. Hold on to the ulama. Do not raise the students above their levels. Stop putting the students before the scholars. Stick to the ulama. And learn the Arabic language so you can stop having people translate for you your religion. This is what Sheikh Rabia had advised the people. Every year, brothers coming over, coming over, and keep having translate. One brother told me this, he was there, he said the Sheikh said that the people have to learn Arabic so they can stop having people translate their religion for them. Learn the Arabic language so you can have the direct connection to the Mashiach. And you can take straight from the source. Learn straight from them. Instead of waiting for the lecture to be translated. If we all know the Arabic language, alhamdulillah, we're going to have to put the stress and the, 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 the responsibility upon our brother, the translator. Also, we got to wait for the translator. It's an encouragement, I'm not talking down upon nobody. I'm encouraging the brothers, we got to strive and do better and become better in our deen. بارك الله فيكم وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا أنت استغفرك